Good evening, everyone. We're going to call the City Council meeting uh, for February 5th, 2024 to order. Please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The clerk will take the roll. Council members Fleming? Here. Larson? Here. Masolia? Here. Newland? Here. Robertson? Here. Soraya? Here. Mayor Sanders? <clears throat> Here. All right. Good evening, everyone. We want to welcome you to uh, City Council this evening. Uh, we're going to start off with awards uh, and presentations, which I think a few of you are, are here for this evening. Uh, but every single year, the Blaine City Council awards donations to several Blaine area nonprofit organizations. And the source of this fund is charitable gambling proceeds. Uh, so these are uh, items such as pool tabs throughout the community. Um, those establishments within Blaine, uh, we are required by state law to submit 10% of their net proceeds to the city of Blaine. And this year, the Blaine City Council is proud to be able to award $212,500 in grants to more than a dozen different community uh, nonprofits. Uh, each of these communities needed to submit applications uh, to us, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is one of the first years where we had more requests than actual dollars available. So it was quite the process for us to try to get as many dollars out to as many uh, worthy uh, uh, organizations out in our community. So the council did deliberate quite a bit on this uh, over several weeks uh, to try to do our best to get as many dollars uh, to as many organizations as possible. Uh, I do want to read off some of the uh, recipients uh, here and then uh, those that are here would love to do a group photo and and uh, present a check and then afterwards the real reason you're here as uh, our finance uh, director director Zimmerman uh, would like to meet with you in the hallways and he actually has the checks for you this evening so you can take that back and and uh, put that money to use in your organization and helping uh, to continue uh, the great things that you do in our community uh, so our 2024 recipients are the Alexandria house Blaine beyond the yellow ribbon Centennial Community Food Shelf, the Civil Air Patrol, Family Promise of Anoka County, Hope for Youth, Hope for the Community Food Shelf, Minnesota 100 Club, Salvation Army Food Shelf, Stepping Stone Emergency Housing, Way of the Lord Food Shelf, Impact Services, and Jam Hope Foundation. So we just want to say congratulations. Thank you for all the great work that you do, and uh, we'd love to meet you up here for a photo. But thank you and congratulations.
Yes, we do. All right, congratulations again. And uh, again, we want to thank all those organizations for all the great work that they do in our community. We'll move along. The next thing that we'll go through is communications, which is an opportunity for members of council or staff to provide any announcements uh, that they may have for the good of the public. Are there any communications this evening from staff or council? Council Member Larson. Thank you. I just wanted to give a special thank you to uh, Eric that we've been working with, with the MPCA, um, the Pollution Control Agency, and also with Chris from Public Works, who joined me last week to door knock on National Street. Uh, recently, we had a situation where two homes on National Street had a contamination level in their wells, and they received from uh, state grant money. Uh, they're getting to connect to city water because of that. and so. It caused some concern for some of the rest of the neighbors, and so Eric and, and Chris from Public Works had joined me to door knock and ease some of their concerns, answer a lot of their questions, and so yeah, just special thanks to them for joining on that. Thank you, Councilmember Larson. Any other communications? Councilmember Robertson. Just a really quick one on behalf of the police department, and hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder, but a reminder to everyone that the polar plunge is gonna be here in Blaine on February 24th. So it's a really great opportunity to uh, raise monies for the Special Olympics. The Special Olympics will be coming to Blaine with some events in 2026. So we're really excited to showcase our city and hope to make it the largest event on the, uh, the Jump Into the Cold Water Tour. So if you're interested, there's information on the city's website. And Blaine PD would love to have you be part of their team. And we'd love to uh, show the Twin Cities that uh, we're here to support the Special Olympics. Excellent. Thank you. Right at this time, we're going to move into the open forum portion of our council meeting. The open forum is an opportunity for the public to present an issue or concern to the city council. There is a maximum of 15 minutes set aside for the open forum. Uh, and we ask that each presentation be limited to no more than three minutes. If your item needs follow-up from the city, staff will arrange for that follow-up and will contact you to let you know what is being done on that issue. Uh, now, before we jump completely into that, there is a public hearing this evening. So if you're here to speak directly on agenda item 9.1, you'll be able to do so at that time. And you do not need to speak during the open forum. Uh, but for that uh, point, if there is anyone else here that wishes to address the council this evening, we'd love to have you come up to the podium and uh, per, uh, participate in an open forum. Good evening. Welcome. Thanks for being here. If you would, please, your name and address for the record. Yes, sir. Thank you. My name is Mike Quinnell. My address is 1296 123rd Avenue Northeast in Blaine. Been in contact with both Council Fleming and Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the young guy from when you were running for election. Um, I just wanted to follow up on what we've been in contact with as far as Mr. Carwash. Um, imagine having a truck running outside your house all day long um, and then when the noise is too much for the people that are trying to listen to their radios in the car wash they like to share their music with the rest of us and I think my neighbor has also been in contact with the police department just wonder if you can shed a little light at the engineer's been out there to measure sound levels if you can just let me know has anything been come up, come of it yet or is it still being worked on 
Thank you, sir. What we'll do is we'll have the city engineer connect with you okay. and get you all that feedback. All right. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for coming this evening. Is there anyone else that wishes to participate in the open forum this evening? All right. Not seeing anybody at this point in time. We're going to move on from the open forum, and we will uh, move into approval of the consent agenda. Now, all items listed under the consent agenda are considered to be routine in nature, will be enacted by one motion. There will be no separate discussion of these items unless a member of council staff or resident asks, in which case it will be removed from the consent agenda and placed on its normal sequence on the agenda. With that, members of motion, please on the consent agenda. Move it. Moved by council member Robertson, second by council member Newland. Any questions or discussion to the consent agenda? Council member Masolia. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'd like to pull uh, agenda item 8-8. All right, agenda item 8-8 has been uh, pulled from the consent agenda. Is there any other questions or discussion to the consent agenda? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of approval of the consent agenda, please say aye. 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 Opposed? That motion prevails. Uh, the uh, consent agenda, and I just this was something that jumped out at me. Um, I guess I just would like to get more information about um, what activities at the Lexington Athletic Complex um, require high speed internet. I'm not exactly sure what we need fiber optics out there for, and then if we do have some type of functioning internet, um, do we really need the $70,000 upgrade? Um, again, it was just something that kind of just jumped out at me as, as a little odd. Uh, so just like more information. Director Zimmerman, welcome. Thank you, Mayor Council. Um, my, my understanding is the it's in order to connect uh, the Lexington Athletic Complex to the rest of the city's infrastructure, uh, really around uh, connectivity around door access, uh, the alarm system, uh, the security system, and the uh, the camera system there at the location. So currently it's not on the same system um, and the system is currently not as robust and reliable as what's uh, deployed throughout the rest of the community. So the intent is to uh, try and capture all of the ancillary facilities in the city under the same access system and, and uh, fiber optic system to con uh, maintain uh, consistency of those systems. So it's all running on the same platform. Councilmember Masolia. Thank you. So does it need to be connected to fiber optics to be connected, or is it just the quality of the current Internet is in question? Mayor, Council, I believe it's, it's more the latter of the two to maintain consistency and uh, um, reliability of the system overall. Thank you. All right, with that, members in motion, please, on 8-8. Move it. Moved by Councilmember Newland. Second by Council Member Robertson. <clears throat> Any other questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of the motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? No. That motion prevails. Move on to the public hearing items on the agenda, agenda item 9.1. Uh, this will be a resolution adopting assessments for 2022 street reconstructions, improvement project. Uh, and with that, I will turn it over to Director Schlender for presentation. Uh, thank you, Mayor and Council. 
As you'll recall, Improvement Project 2204, which was the 2022 street reconstruction project, uh, council initiated that by order on February 7th. And then uh, a construction contract was awarded to Park Construction Company on June 6th of 2022, and that work was completed this past summer of 23. As you recall, the project was broken into three project areas. Uh, project area one uh, generally was the 124th and Pierce uh, area. The second project area was generally uh, in and around the Polk Street and 127th area. And then project area three was generally 129th, uh, just west of Radisson Road. As consistent with the feasibility report, um, the total project costs were tallied and the total project cost for this was a little over $4.9 million. Uh, as you recall, the feasibility report called it out as uh, approximately $5.3 million. An assessment role was prepared. That's consistent with the reports and the total cost uh, to be assessed is a little over a million dollars. The public utility funds will contribute uh, about 408,000 for the water and sewer improvements that were made on the various project uh, areas. And then the pavement management program funds will contribute uh, approximately $3.1 million. Uh, the city state aid fund will also contribute just shy of $400,000 uh, to pay for this project. Uh, Staff did want to let City Council know that there was two applications that were applied for for deferment of the special assessment. Uh, staff had an opportunity to look through both of those. Uh, the application from the resident or the property owner at 1919 129th Avenue has met the criteria for the senior deferment as it is laid out in our assessment policy and state statute. Uh, staff will, re will recommend that council approve that deferment here as we move in through um, approvals later on. Uh, the second uh, request, unfortunately, did not meet any of the special requirements for deferral, so uh, staff is not recommending that one for approval. So tonight we're asking council to conduct the public hearing and then by motion adopt the resolution found in your pocket and then also recommend that council approve the deferment application for the parcel located at 1919 129th Avenue based on the city's assessment policy for deferment of special assessments for senior citizens. And with that, uh, Mayor, I would stand for any questions. Thank you, Director Schlinder. What we'll do first is open the public hearing. Uh, at this point in time, if anyone is here this evening and would like to participate in the public hearing on this agenda item 9.1, I'd love to have you come up to the podium at this point in time. So I will at this time open the public hearing and invite anyone interested in speaking to come forward. All right, seeing nobody rush up here. I'm gonna close the public hearing on agenda item 9.1 and members will ask for a motion, please. Moved by council member Fleming. Second. Second by council member Masolia. Questions or discussion? Council member Soroya. Thank you, Mayor. Um, just a question for Director Schulender. Um, you mentioned that the second request did not meet um, the deferment requirements. So what options do they have at this point? So I'm assuming this household is unable to pay the assessment fees and they're applying for deferment and they were denied. So what, what can they do at this point? How can the city help them? Thank you. 
Uh, Mayor, Councilmember Soroya, I don't know that we have another uh, mechanism for that at this time. Um, those were the three hardships that we list in the policy and there's uh, nothing else afforded to us at this time. Any other questions or discussion? Councilmember Newland. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Dan, did I hear you correctly say that the amount that was budgeted for this project was five some million dollars and the amount that it was actually coming in was below budget? Uh, Mayor Sanders, Councilmember Newland. Uh, yes, the amount that was uh, reported in the, the feasibility report was 5.3 million and uh, this project did end up coming in at 4.9. So. Thank you. And then follow up on that is uh, if I was doing the math as you were explaining it, the actual assessed amount is 20% of the total cost, 25% of the total project cost approximately. Does that sound about right? Uh, Mayor Sanders, Councilmember Newland, uh, we did not calc that percentage, but yes, all the uh, proposed assessments are less than what was shown in the feasibility report. And is that then, would you surmise, related to the fact that the overall project cost was under what was anticipated, or is it just kind of how it all worked out? Um, it is based on the fact that the overall cost came in less than anticipated. Perfect, thank you. Any other questions or discussion? Okay, seeing and hearing none. Uh, Director Schluender, uh on that, are we? do you want also approval on the deferment at this time or at a later time? Uh, Mayor, if we could include that uh, with the motion tonight, that would oh, be great. Okay, excellent. Uh, so the deferment at 1919, correct, that's the address, correct. Uh, is included in the motion uh, to approve. Any other questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of the motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? No. That motion prevails. Next category on the agenda is development business. We'll start with agenda item 10.1, granting a conditional use permit, and we will turn things over to our city planner. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, the item before you tonight is a conditional use permit for Cornerstone Church to operate uh, in North Point Elementary at 2350 124th Court. Um, the property is owned R1 single family and is surrounded by R1 single family residential. Um, in 2007, they received a conditional use permit to operate a school. And then in 2013, there was a conditional use permit amendment to allow a six classroom addition um, to North Point Elementary. Um, this is a picture that shows the existing building and parking lot. Um, the site has 118 parking stalls. Uh, the church use, as proposed, requires 18 parking stalls. Um, they are proposing um, to operate only on Sundays, and there is no school on Sunday. And the parking provided on the site um, is adequate for the proposed use. Uh, the the church is proposing to operate in the cafeteria, and if they do need to, or if they actually grow, they'll move to the gym. Um, they don't have plans to hold outdoor services, and currently they have 50 to 70 ploy, or people attend their worship um, and their services at 10 a.m. presently. Uh, there are no comments received on the proposal. Uh, the public hearing was held at the Planning Commission on January 9th. The Planning Commission recommended approval. And staff recommends approval with four conditions listed in the staff report. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, members, please, a motion. Moved by Councilmember Robertson. Second. Second by Councilmember Larson. 
Any questions or discussion? Councilmember Soroya. Thank you. Um, so um, I'm just wondering if you can clarify that there will be no operation during school hours. This is only on Sundays, correct? Mr. Mayor, um, Councilmember Soroya, yes, that is correct. Okay, thank you. Any other questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in. I'm sorry. Yep, Councilmember um, Soroya. Thank you. Um, just one more question. I'm, you know, I think this is a great use of the building on weekends, so I, I do support this. I, what I'm wondering is why a CUP versus just a general rental agreement with the school? And if there is a CUP, then does that limit other churches or other you know, organizations or places of worship from having the ability to use the school building on the weekends? City Planner. Um, Mr. Mayor, Councilmember Soria, a conditional use permit is required for a place of worship in the R1 zoning district. Uh, so if another use wanted to go in and they met the parameters of the conditional use permit, they could do that. If it was um, something separate, they would need their own conditional use permit. Okay, thank you. Any other? And in said another yes. way, if, if a use was a permitted use in the zoning district without a conditional use permit, they could probably just go to that property owner and, and get a lease and, and rent the property from the property owner because that particular use is required to have a conditional use permit in that zoning district. This process is necessary. Thank you. Thank you, City Attorney. Appreciate that clarification. Any other questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of that motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? That motion prevails. 10-2, which is another uh, conditional use permit. We'll go back to Planner Selman. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, the applicant is requesting conditional use permits to allow three accessory buildings on one lot at 10719 Madison Street. Um, the property is zoned R1 single-family district and is surrounded by single-family residential and is also developed as single-family residential. Uh, they have presently a 400-square-foot detached garage, which was built in 1964. There is an 8x8 shed. Uh, it's unclear when that shed was built. And then an 8x10 shed that was built somewhere between 2005 and 2008. Uh, the color and style of all the accessory buildings match the principal building. Um, that is a requirement of our code. Um, the Planning Commission held a public hearing on January 9th. No comments were received. The Planning Commission recommends approval as the staff. Thank you. Thank you very much for that presentation. Members in motion, please, on 10.2. Move it. Moved by Councilmember Newland, second by Councilmember Robertson. Any questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of that motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? The motion prevails. Next up is 10.3. We'll go back to Planner Selman. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'd like to review items 10.3 and 10.4 at the same time. Uh, the request is a conditional use permit and a preliminary plat for the National Sports Village. Uh, they are located on the corner of 105th and Radisson. Uh, the preliminary plat is to create two lots, and the conditional use permit is for shared access and parking, off-street parking, and outdoor seating. Uh, the property is zoned 105th redevelopment, and in May of 2023, there, uh, the property was plotted in two lots. The subject site is the three acres, and then um, the max site owns the 33 acres, which is outlot A, and they're retaining ownership of that. Also in May of 2023, the subject site on the corner received uh, conditional use permits for two buildings on one lot, outdoor dining, and shared parking. So tonight they're asking to add... Um, off-street parking or off-site parking um, to their conditional uses. 
this represents the plat that's on your screen right now. Um, this is a three-acre site, again, on the corner. Um, the lot one is 98,735 square feet. Lot two is about 31,934 square feet. Uh, there are no minimums in the 105th Redevelopment District. And then out lot A, which is on the southern part of your screen, um, is not part of this um, proposal and will stay as out lot A. Uh, as you can see in this rendering, um, parking lot uh, is only on lot one. That's why we need um, the off-site parking to be added to the conditional use permits. The site layout uh, is going to stay as previously approved. Uh, the red that you see on your screen is outlining lot two, and the lot one outlines um, the or lot one is outlined in green. Um, no public comments were received. The planning commission held a public hearing on January 9th. Uh, planning commission recommends approval. Staff recommends approval of the preliminary plat with one condition list in the staff report, and then staff recommend approval of the conditional use permit for a shared parking and access, off-site parking, outdoor dining with nine conditions listed in the resolution. Um, we're bringing that forward tonight. You've already approved um, three of the conditional use permits. We're adding this so that it can all be in one document uh, instead of having several different conditional use permits for the site. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Excellent. Thank you very much for that presentation. Members of motion, please, on 10.3. Moved by Councilmember Robertson, seconded by Councilmember Fleming. Any questions or discussion? Councilmember Newland. Thank you, Mayor. Um, just want to clarify on the ordinance that we brought forward last year it was on the drive-through, which allowed a drive-through um, specific to the site on the south side of 105th. A concern that was brought up was if there are additional buildings, will those additional buildings then be allowed to have drive-throughs? And I believe the answer, I don't remember, could you clarify what the answer was for that? City Planner. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Councilmember Newland, uh, the ordinance states um, south of 105th and one drive-through per parcel. Thank you. So with now having two parcels, there is the possibility that a drive-through could go into each parcel. However, there is not adequate space, is my understanding in our conversation regarding this. Is that also correct? Um, Mr. City Mayor, Planner. Councilmember Newland, um, yes, that is correct. Right now, the way that the site is um, developed, these existing build or these buildings that are under construction, um, only one drive-through would be permitted based on the way that the layout is. Thank you for the clarification, Sheila. Thank you. Any other questions? Councilmember Robertson. Thank you, Mayor. Actually, I am wondering if you would be okay if I asked the developer a question really quickly since he's here. Is that okay? Please. Mike, can we embarrass you for just a second? It's not embarrassing, I Always. promise. Listen, I think we all know that this project is, is really exciting. It's, you know, kind of the kickstart to really great things happening in that part of the city. So we're really grateful for your investment in the city. I know when we did the groundbreaking, there was some, you know, construction timelines that were iffy on a hard winter. And lo and behold, we haven't had that hard winter. So I was just wondering if you could give us a construction update and maybe any updated timelines that you have on completion of your project. Yeah, good question. <clears throat> Sorry. Good to see you guys again, Mayor, Council Members. Um, we actually had a site meeting there with some of you today. It's, uh, it's ahead of schedule. Um, winter has been... And it's going on budget and obviously ahead of time, like I mentioned. So we're doing good there. Um, we're, we're aiming for middle of June to open up 
building one, and then two weeks after that, building two. And there's opportunity to even move that up. Pending, we keep getting the cooperation we are from other nature, so it's going good. Awesome. Thank you for the update. Again, I think a lot of excitement once that building went up, and then we knew for sure we were getting a rooftop bar with the elevator shaft being constructed in that building. We knew it was for really, really happening. So thank you again for investing in the city of Blaine and bringing us something exciting. So thank you. And appreciate all your guys' support with it too. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of that motion on 10.3, please say aye. 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 Opposed? That motion prevails. Members of motion, please, on 10.4. Moved by Councilmember Robertson, second by Councilmember Fleming. Any questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of that motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion prevails. Next up is administration. First will be 11.1, and we will welcome our senior recreation manager, Mr. Krieger. Good evening, Mayor Sanders, members of the council. Uh, here tonight to talk about an amendment for the ban shell. Uh, if you cr- recall back in May, uh, we, we uh, approved the ban shell uh, for uh, uh, basically $4,750,000, uh, three, $3,529,000 was for construction. There was a 5% contingency on construction only, uh, which was $176,450. Uh, 250000 for the consultant, and 52500 for other, other costs, which included uh, security cameras, cable wiring uh, for the IT, lighting for the park and trails, material testing, uh, and some audiovisual and, and speakers and that for the, for the band show. Uh, due to some unforeseen things that we found underground, uh, we already have had four different change orders. Uh, we uh, had to put in a post indicator valve for the fire. Uh, we also uh, realized that the sanitary sewer did not line up uh, when we dug underground, so we had, a, we had to get that to the right elevation. Uh, we found a septic tank uh, buried down there, and we found some other things buried. <laughs> so we had uh, four different uh, change orders, uh, like I said, totaling $82,608. The, uh, the biggest concern is the fact that we, we only went 5% contingency and we went on construction only. We were being very uh, conservative at the time. If we would have went 10% and went across the board, we, I wouldn't be here right now. So that's kind of why we're here, is uh, the fact that because it's under construction only, everything pretty much had to be run through BCI. BCI, who's the uh, contractor, agreed to do some of that for us but it would be a charge. So they would you know, charge us if we had to run things through them. The other thing is a lot of our stuff that's under the other costs is on city contract. With city contract, we get city contract pricing, but the problem is, is we would be taxed where we are not taxable as the city. So if you look at this document that I have in front of you, it kind of shows everything and what the breakdown is on both sides. On the other costs, some of the the quotes and things that we thought of the different 
pricing were way out of bounds. We didn't know. We've never built a band shell before. We didn't know exact exact uh, figures. Uh, even on the uh, testing for all the concrete, there is so much concrete in that building that there is multiple tests more than by uh, Braun Intertech than what they even anticipated in our contract. So you can see uh, that's additional. Um, so there's a lot of things that are, are off on that side. But right now, to date, we're two-thirds of the way done and we're only about eleven thousand uh, dollars over kind of where we would where we we would be. So tonight we're asking the council to amend the contract to add the additional five percent across the board for basically everything, uh, which would be an additional one hundred seventy nine thousand and seventy five dollars for a total project cost of four million one hundred eighty seven thousand and twenty five dollars. And with that. I'll open it up for questions. Thank you very much for that presentation. Members, a motion, please. I'll move it. Moved by Councilmember Robertson. Second. Second by Councilmember Newland. Any questions or discussion? Councilmember Robertson. Thank you. Okay. I know this has been super frustrating. Honestly, this has been before council so long that at one point in time I was the only council member here when this first came to council. Like, that's how long it's been before council. I mean, I get it, the contingency and all the price adjustments, but I will say this, and the way that I see this project just is, is outside of just the band shell. I know the Fogarty Board has been asking the city for a long time for updated lighting. I know Macy has been asking for a long time for updated lighting throughout that park and updating the trails, so I see it as kind of a larger project. Um, so I appreciate that. So I have no problem because quite frankly the next time that this comes to council I want it to be an invite to a ribbon cutting I just don't want to hear about any more cost increases or needing new contractors or now we found I don't know what hidden treasure you found under there I'll ask you later because I have a feeling it's something good and you just didn't want to say I'll ask you later you can tell me later um, is the festival willing to contribute any of the additional costs or is this all in the city and I don't like to push the festival because nope. I mean and maybe just very quickly dialogue or just state that the festival has donated what over a million dollars towards this project so it's not just the city you know yeah. shelling out stacks of cash yeah mayor sanders uh, uh council member uh, robertson yes um so the the festival has donated a million dollars so far um we or they they want to add more picnic tables to the site so they have already ha had one cent and it's uh, going to be looked at tomorrow by uh, Public Works. But basically, kind of uh, the picnic tables that are, are non-maintenance right now, a lot of our picnic tables are all, all green-treated. They weigh a ton, but they have to be replaced. They have to be sanded, they, all those types of deals. So they're looking at adding 96 picnic tables uh, to the project. Right now, we, we bring out about 100 every year for the festival net. But they're looking to contribute that and then also to uh, uh, pay for some more. We do have an electrical outlet box that's over by the East Shelter. That's been there for a long time. It's kind of an eyesore. It's rusty in that. We just got a quote last week. So that's another $6,000 that they're looking to, to, to throw into the mix. So whenever kind of come asking for money to them, they're willing to donate more to, to make everything uh, be top-notch and... Uh, I'll be ready to go when we get to get to June. So, Love it. Thanks, Jerome. you're welcome. Thank you, Councilmember Newland. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Jerome, it's an interesting project to drive by and look at the progress that's happening, and it has been happening over this uh, winter uh, at a fairly 
interesting pace. It looks like it's moving along this fine. Same question that was asked of the gentleman earlier. Are you finding that the weather is putting you ahead of schedule or is it kind of where it was meant to be? Yeah. Mayor Sanders, Council Member Newland. Um, so the, the drop dead uh, deadline is like June 15th. Uh, right now, depending upon how Mother Nature acts in coming up here later in the year when we need to do all the all the uh, turf with the grass and everything else, uh, right now we're, we're anticipating an end of May completion. If everything stays the same, we'll see what happens. But right now we are on schedule and uh, Project Knock on Wood is moving uh, nicely. Thank you, Drew. Mm -hmm. Council Member Masolia. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, my question, um, again, about the fiber optics, I don't really get why we're running fiber optics to park buildings. Um, and in the packet, it says we're going to run fiber optics from the water treatment plant to the band shell. Does the Marianne Young Senior Center have fiber optic internet? Yeah. Uh, Mayor Sanders uh, and Council Member Masolia, yes, it does. So it used to be called the, like our canopy system. So if you look at some of our other buildings like BBC, the Blaine Baseball Complex and that, they have Wi-Fi, but they only have Wi-Fi in that little building. So basically we have cameras and that out there. If something happens, which we've had, like things happen to the building before, you have to actually go out there and you have to uh, uh, link, link in from out there to get onto a camera and everything. IT, IT, uh, would like to have everything so you have the water treatment plant, you have you have the Banshell, you have Macy, everything is on the same, pretty much the same different circuits then. It's all on our canopy system. So same thing coming back, uh, which we talked a little bit about in the workshop. Uh, police then can can log in from, from here at the police station, look at any of those cameras and all that kind of stuff. So yes, the, the uh, fiber optic originally was going to come from the Anoka County site, which was right by the um, uh, water tower, uh, but IT has asked that it comes from the water treatment plant where we already have something connected. So, so with the distance, that's, uh, that's part of the cost. So. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I won't let that cause me to vote no on this project. Um, but I, I, I just, I don't necessarily understand running fiber optics to, to park buildings. I mean, if there is an incident, somebody tries to break in, it's not critical infrastructure. I mean, police can go hook into the camera, but um, is what it is. So that's just my uh, one of six people up here's feedback. <laughs> Any other questions or discussion? Councilmember Soroya. Thank you, Mayor. Um, so I'm hearing a lot of excitement for this project, so I just wanted to um, say that and understand, you know, things come up, so whatever you need to move this forward, I, would, I will support it. Um, I know in Ward 1 especially, you know, we're seeing just a lot of concerns, and so it's really nice to see this kind of investment in Ward 1 especially, especially, you know, when it comes to parks and not another massive apartment building or another... Um, I think that residents don't want. So this is a really good thing, and I really want to you know, appreciate you and thank you for all your work on this. Thank you. Any other questions or discussion? Excellent. And please, Jerome, take uh, our gratitude and thanks back to the festival uh, as well. The, the Blaine Festival Committee has been a fantastic partner on this project. So with that, members, all those in favor of the motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion prevails. Thank you. Next item is agenda item 11.2. We'll bring back uh, Director Schluwender. 
Uh, thank you, Mayor and Council. As you recall, earlier in January of this year, uh, we brought forward a feasibility report and Council did order the improvements to be designed and moved forward. Uh, WSB was one of the consultants in our engineering pool that's been approved uh, by Council. And we asked them to provide us with a proposal for the final design, construction services, and material testings for the 2024 Northwest Area Street Project. Uh, WSB did provide us Council to also um, consider a 10% contingency, which would bring the total project budget to a little over $301,000. Uh, staff has reviewed this quote and finds and determines that the fees are justified and reasonable. Again, Council, this project would be funded through a combination of project assessments, pavement management program funds, storm drainage funds, and public utility funds. Tonight we are asking council by motion to authorize the mayor and city manager to enter a new contract with WSB and Associates in the amount of uh, $274,000 for final design and construction services for the 2024 Northwest Area Street Recon and requesting an authorization of a 10% contingency to bring the total project budget to a little over $301,000 and authorize the city manager or their designee to sign all change orders up to that authorized budget amount. And with that, Mary, I would stand for any questions. Thank you, Director Schlander. Members in motion, please. Moved by Council Member Fleming. Second. Second by Council Member Masolia. Any questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of that motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Motion prevails. Next item is 11.3. We'll bring up our public works director. Take it away. Okay. Good evening, Mayor, members of the council. <clears throat> Before you tonight is a resolution accepting a bid from Corval Contractors in the amount of 675500 for the water treatment plant one filter upgrades and piping. Um, a total of two bids were received, and the low bidder, Corval Constructors, is recommended with a 10% contingency added. This. Um, action directly relates to the city's strategic plan infrastructure management and staff is recommending the adoption of the resolution for the important water work for this important waterworks project thank you very much uh, members of motion please Move it. moved by councilmember robertson and second by councilmember masolia any questions or discussion seeing and hearing none all those in favor of this motion please say aye aye, aye. aye. opposed Motion prevails. <clears throat> Moving along to the next item is 11.4, and we'll bring, it, bring up our city clerk. Thank you, Mayor and Council. Um, tonight, uh, before you, a second reading of a proposed charter amendment um, that would um, create and initiate a does constitution and statute provide for recall for state elected officials but not for city officials therefore um, uh, a process would need to be created and inserted at a charter the topic was discussed um, at uh, 
several meetings in 22 and in 23, and um, commissioners discuss reasons for a recall, um, uh, size of a recall committee, appropriate threshold for registered voters on a petition, um, those topics. Uh, they reviewed several cities' example, other cities' examples, and the proposed ordinance is being presented um, this evening for um, approval, uh, consideration of approval. First three in the public hearing were held on January 17th with no comments received, and it should be noted um, that um, uh, charter amendment requires a unanimous vote of the council in order to um, be adopted. That's uh, different than um, uh, majority vote, so it's a unanimous vote of 7-0 in order for it to be adopted. Um, if it's not adopted, then a citizen petition or a charter commission you know, could submit a proposed amendment or substitute amendment should this not pass this evening. So with that, staff will stand for any questions. Thank you. Thank you very much for that presentation. Members in motion, please. Move it. Moved by Council Member Newland. Second. Second by Council Member Larson. Any questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, all those in favor of the Sorry, Mayor, I'll Council go. Member Soroya. Thank you. Uh, so I know we had initially um, an ordinance that the Charter Commission had submitted, and there were some edits that were made. Could you talk a little bit about the changes that were made from the original proposed Charter Commission recommended ordinance and what we have here? City Clerk? Yes, thank you, Mayor and Council Member Soroya. Um, the draft before you is. Uh, uh, based on the city of Richfield's charter um, where they had um, drafted uh, recall and uh, ultimately adopted it. So after looking at several different cities, the Charter Commission um, uh, landed mostly on the city of Richfield, um, made some changes to theirs um, by um, lowering the threshold for um, the number of committee members a little bit, also lowering the um, threshold for the required registered voters on a petition. Um, there was discussion at the Charter Commission level. The Charter Commission presented this to um, Council at a workshop, and um, there was some agreement between both um, bodies that um, a little lower threshold for both of those would be appropriate while still um, reaching the goal of having um, voted the people for, uh, for a recall. And I believe those were, um, oh, the other uh, change was also um, based on the Constitution and statute. Um, there's reasons for a recall for an in individual, and it was for um, malfeasance or nonfeasance. And after discussion at both the Charter Commission and at Council, uh, was agreed to just bring forward the reason for a recall to be serious cases of malfeasance during term of office in the performance of duties. Councilmember Soroya. Thank you. That, um, so th that is what I was wondering. So in the performance of duties, so I guess my follow-up question then, and I brought this up during workshop as well. So if a council member is convicted of not a felony, um, but because that's already covered, but a gross misdemeanor or misdemeanor crime in their personal capacity, um, can that be, can they be recalled based on this? City Clerk. Mayor Sanders, uh, Councilmember Soroya, it would have to be um, um, in relation to their duties of okay. office. So it would have to be something that would be um, um, determined on a case-by-case -case basis for what the reason is. And that is where um, the city attorney and the city clerk would receive a petition from a petition committee and then deem it that it was, in fact, 
um, met the threshold of a serious case of malfeasance during the term of office. Okay, so I think for that reason, I will be voting no on this. I want to give our residents the right to go through that recall process, even if um, the crime occurs in an individual's, um, in an elected official's personal capacity. Okay, so I guess at that point, uh, whether it be the city clerk or the city attorney, uh, if there's not unanimous support for it, it would just go back to the charter commission correct for them to decide if they wanted to move it forward through their own channels. But if we don't have unanimous support here, there's no. Mayor, uh, Mayor Council, uh, that is correct. If that is what the outcome of the vote is going to be, um, uh, staff will bring that back to the Charter Commission, see if that is um, uh, something that can be done. I'm honestly just um, off the top of my head, I'm not sure that that can be done. Um, maybe it can, but I, I just wanna just make that clear. It might not be something that we're allowed to do. Um, outside of their um, official capacity, but we would certainly research that and then um, add that back in if that's what the Charter Commission wants to do, and then we can present that again. And as a point of clarification right now, there is no recall methodology inside of the Charter, so a vote no against this is a vote against being able to recall a council member. Mayor, uh, Council, that is correct as being presented. It would be a vote against including any recall language in our city charter. Any other questions or discussion? Council Member Masolia. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think one of the reasons we wanted to get rid of nonfeasance was just we, we do want to avoid political theater and we don't want, you know, council members being recalled because they got a speeding ticket or they got a parking ticket or, or some other thing outside of their capacity as an official um, for the city of Blaine. So, you know, we do really want this to be a process that um, we have as a council because there has been or there have been incidences of uh, council members in their official capacity acting um, in, a, in a manner that is illegal and wrong. And so we do want a process for recall, in my opinion. Um, if uh, we need to send this back to the Charter Commission and they can put it on the ballot and the people can vote, I, you know, I'm totally fine with that. Um, but I would encourage the Charter Commission to limit the scope of this because we, we do want to avoid political theater here. And, you know, containing it to serious malfeasance, I think, is is really important so that we... Uh, we avoid some of the political charades that have been going on. Any other questions or discussion? Councilmember Soroya. Yeah, so I think um, I'm not referring to speeding tickets or parking tickets. I think that's obvious. Um, you know, I'm talking about like if, you know, there's a fraud that's not a felony, a gross misdemeanor, right? A DWI, crimes that, you know, residents should be able to determine if that is something that they, they want their elected official who's committed fraud to be in that position as an elected leader. And I think that residents should have the right to determine that and should be able to bring a recall petition. So that, that's all I'm saying. You can be welcome to disagree, but that's my view on this. Any other questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, Councilmember Newland will renew his motion. All those in favor of that motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? No. With that, uh, needing unanimous vote, the motion is not approved. Next item on the agenda is 11.5. City Clerk. 
Thank you, Mayor and Council. Before you is um, proposed uh, charter amendment that would amend um, and allow a mechanism, uh, for lack of a better word, to allow for regular review of uh, Mayor and Council uh, salaries. Right now, it is a separate ordinance in Council or in charter. I'm sorry, a separate ordinance in city code that outlines the um, salary for council and for mayor. Um, council had asked the Charter Commission to do an annual review of salary data and make recommendations for possible increases. The Charter Commission did that. They reviewed um, several different cities of uh, similar size and budget and, and uh, employees um, and made a recommendation instead of coming back with um, a number um, uh, every other year, they're suggesting that a mechanism be put in charter that would allow um, regular review of salary data that was based on annual cost of living increases um, that are provided to city staff. Um, the proposed amendment only amends the process to review council salaries. The next item on here is a recommendation from council to actually amend the actual salary, so that's a separate um, uh, action. This would be a unanimous vote for the council because again it's a charter amendment um, that would allow for that regular review. Um, the proposed amendment also removes reference to some um, reasonable expenses that council is entitled to for reimbursement. Mm -hmm. They felt this was outside of the scope of in the charter commission it was already directed in um, statute and in travel policy. So that's just being removed because it's already being addressed. So. Uh, again, a um, uh, unanimous vote of the council. Uh, public hearing was held at the last meeting with no comments from the public, and staff will stand for questions. Thank you very much for that presentation. Members of motion, please. Move it. Moved by Council Member Newland. Second. Second by Council Member Masolia. Any questions or discussion? Council Member Soroya. So again, I will be voting no on this. Um, I brought this up during workshop as well. I don't feel comfortable raising salaries and, um, you know, um, that we're already being paid for um, this position when it's a public service. I don't feel comfortable raising salaries, especially when there's no mechanism in place to really determine, you know, how many hours council members are putting in. Um, and, you know, some council members may be putting in 40 hours a week, some may be putting in no hours a week, we don't know that. So it's, it seems kind of unfair to be giving a salary increase perpetually throughout um, for everybody. So I, I will be voting on this. Any other questions or discussion? Council Member Robertson. Uh, like for the public, I see these young gentlemen here, like what <laughs> these people are trying to give themselves raises. We get paid about $10,000 a year. The city council members we're not full-time individuals most of us up here if not all of us have full-time jobs outside of this this is a topic of conversation that's always really difficult i'm in this is my sixth year here and every time this comes up we push back because it's really hard to dialogue yes to my colleague's point we are you know civil servants elected by the public but there is a lot of time and investment that goes in to this work and it's a very uncomfortable conversation to have nobody wants to talk about giving themselves a raise it's just a gross conversation to have which is why we put the mechanism in place for the charter commission to really kind of steer that dialogue because we don't want to dialogue that kathy just really quickly when's the last time that council i know it hasn't been since i've been here when's the last time council got uh well you can hardly call it a wage tell me who can live on ten thousand dollars but like when's the last time there was an increase to the council and mayoral salaries 
City Clerk. Mayor, um, uh, Councilmember Robertson, the last increase occurred in uh, 2015. Uh, okay. That was the last increase. And um, just to clarify, this charter amendment language would only allow the automatic review mm -hmm. on a schedule. It would be in June of every odd number year and by the Charter Commission. They would make a recommendation if any would be based, if any recommendation for an increase would be based on the cost of living um, afforded to uh, city staff. Once again, council can, they do not have to adopt any right. recommended salary increase. Um, in any case, whether this charter amendment. Um, which you could vote up or down as well. So I just want to make that clear. It's not any kind of an automatic right. um, increase. It's just an automatic review. So we don't come 10 years from now again having the same conversation. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the time that you and the Charter Commission invested. I guess this has come to us in workshop three times probably on this trying to be rude quite you are more than welcome to have your um, your rationale for whatever you want to do and that's fine but I guess I'm, I'm just a little frustrated because this didn't have to be on the agenda tonight if that was the case councilmember Fleming yes yeah, so I think what's really super important here is is what we're voting on for this one this is just to give a mechanism each year to find out you know like a cola this is what we recommend right and I think it's a disservice to all those that have gone before us since 2015 and those that are going to go after us to not have something in place for there to at least be some sort of compensation that, you know, everybody else gets a, a pay raise, according to COLA. Um, I think it's, it's only fair that this mechanism put in, be put in place, right? We don't necessarily have to say yes to it, but at least there's a mechanism for those going ahead of us, whether we're here or not. So I think we need to pass this one. And if you, don't, if you want to say no on the next one, that's fine. But let's at least have a mechanism. Any other questions or discussion? Councilmember Soroya. Yeah, I just want to clarify. So I did bring this up during workshops. I'm not sure. You know, it's, I don't determine what gets added to the agenda. So I did bring it up. Um, I think, again, my concern is this isn't supposed to be a full-time job, right? So if we're making this, if this is a full-time salary position, then let's follow Minneapolis and St. Paul and offer a legitimate salary, right? And I don't know how much they get, but it's, you know, 160,000. I don't know how much it is, but it's, um, it's a legitimate salary. But this increase isn't, I mean, is that really even a sufficient increase? So I don't, I think this needs to be revisited. You know, if this is a full-time job, which, you know, I know I'm putting in nearly 40 hours, 30 hours a week into this. I know other council members are doing the same. Um, and so maybe that's a conversation we should be having. Um, but this doesn't make sense to me. Um, and so right now, as it is, this, to me, it, this is not a position where people should be here for compensation, right? This is a public service. Um, 10,000 really covers more of like the coffee meetings that I have, you know, the lunch meetings that I have with constituents. It doesn't really cover, um, you know, much anything else. So, um, so yes, we do need a mechanism in place, but this is not the right one. Any other questions or discussion? 
Seeing and hearing none, uh, Council Member Newland renews his motion. All those in favor of that motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? No. Uh, with a unanimous vote being needed, the motion is not adopted. And then to the city clerk or city attorney, with that not being adopted, 11.6 should probably just be dispensed with. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. Okay. All right, 11.6. Members of motion, please. Move it. Moved by Councilmember Newland, seconded by Councilmember Larson. Any questions or discussion to this? Councilmember Larson. I think that it is very fair and what we were proposing. So like for council members, it's currently 1,192 per uh, month. And then it would be, or sorry, that was the mayor's. Uh, it's uh, 875 before taxes uh, per month. And um, it would go up to 1,121. So it is definitely not a full-time position uh, worthy amount. It's it like Councilmember Soraya has said. It pretty much covers coffee and whatnot. But with that said, coffee's going up, gas is going up. It's definitely uh, fair that that is compensated. I feel, in my opinion. Any other questions or discussion? Councilmember Soraya. So I think just I'm sorry for those same reasons um, as I mentioned before. I just I don't feel right raising salaries. Um, of city council members, um, especially right now when, um, yeah, I won't go, get into it, but I just, I don't feel comfortable raising salaries for council members. Any other questions or discussion? Council member Fleming. So uh, I'm just checking to see what the mechanism is. If this doesn't pass, can this go back to the charter? And then can it go to a, a, a ballot vote? City attorney. Um, but in, to clarify, the, the original version of the packet had a uh, version of this ordinance that said it was going to be effective January of 2015, and that's being revised to reflect January of 2025. Um, it, by state statute, in fact, any change in your salaries can only be effective after the next election, and so this needs to be effective starting next year. Any other questions or discussion? Seeing and hearing none, Councilmember Newland renews his motion. All those in favor of that motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed? No. Motion prevails. All right, that concludes the itemized agenda. Is there any other business before us? Seeing and hearing none, I would offer uh, or uh, entertain a motion to adjourn. Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor of adjournment, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion prevails. City Council is adjourned.